Welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. Today, we are honored to hear from 22-year-old Minnesota born and raised evangelist, Bible teacher, wife, and mom, Gabrielle McCullough, as she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this episode, Gabrielle shares how she started following Jesus and how God can radically transform your life. The two have an honest and empowering conversation on how we can't disqualify the young from doing King work and how God has and can use younger generations to do big things. She is a walking testimony of how God is moving in the next generations. And as you'll hear her say, we want to disciple and employ the next generation of Jesus followers. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I mean, we can just jump into it. Okay, great. I press record. I'm like, she's talking great. about her life. I need to record I this. I love it. But it is such an honor to have you on the podcast mm. and just to have you here. Yeah. I've just been in waiting in anticipation for well, you to come. You're so sweet. Um, and just to hear all that you have to say. Anytime there is somebody in the generation below me, I'm 29, mm. yeah. that is actively pursuing God to the extent. I don't want to say extreme, but the intensity yeah. that you are, I mm. pay attention mm, because sweet. it's something that it's like, we need more people that are breaking ground yeah. and that are saying, nope, this totally. is where my generation is going to be. Mm. We are pursuing Jesus too. We yep. are not counted out. Don't leave us behind. Yeah. And so I just am so excited to have you here mm. and, and sharing all of that. I yeah. think there's a lot of people that need to, to hear more of it. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but I would love for you just to introduce yourself and yeah. share a little bit about you before we really jump in. Yeah. My name is Gabrielle McCullough and which is, is kind of confusing to be able because some people call me Gabby. Some people call me Brie. It's just this whole, I like went through this moment in middle school where I was like, I hate Gabby. Like I want everyone to call me Brie. And so I like changed my Instagram to hello, it's Brie. And it was this dramatic thing. But, um, yeah, I, I'm from Minnesota, which is fun to just be back here. Um, but now live in Waco, Texas. And so, so I, yeah, it's really, it is. Waco's interesting. Do you go to Magnolia a lot? I feel like so, everyone probably asks you Honestly, that. yes. Like I actually do. It Waco's not the prettiest place in the world, but no, I've been there. yeah, it's just not, <laughs> there's not much offer, but Magnolia is very beautiful. And so when I need just like to sit outside somewhere, I'll often like go to their coffee shop. Um, but beautiful. yeah, yeah, it it's great. Beautiful. So yeah, we live in Waco and I, I work at a church called Harris Creek and get to do college ministry full time. And, um, so I would say like my heartbeat is really just to teach the word, um, to my generation and alongside my generation. And, um, yeah. I love being married. I'm pregnant now, which yes. is awesome too. Yeah. I love all those things. So that's me. I love it. And yeah. how did you get your start then? Because, you know, you're talking to me and saying, oh, in high school, I'm, you know, doing a panel with Annie of Downs. It's like, <laughs> how in the world did all of that come to be? Yeah. I mean, really, like, it sounds like the Jesus juke, but really just God. Like, I mm. I really never wanted to be in ministry. I, like, growing up, I thought I was going to go into medicine. My dad's a doctor. <laughs> thought I was going to be a neurosurgeon. Uh, then I was, like, obsessed with politics for a bit. Thought I was, like, going to go to law school. Uh, but really simply, I um, I grew up in a Christian home, and uh, my parents, they, they love God. Like, just not your, not your just cultural Christian, like going to church, like they really taught us to know God's word and to love him. And 
um, yeah, kind of, I would say like went through the motions for most of like growing up and it was in eighth grade that, um, I would say the Lord like really just drew me to himself. And I'd say that's when I submitted my life to him and like confessing that he was Lord and believing that he raised from the grave as Romans 10 talks about. And, um, and so, yeah, that, that eighth grade was kind of a pivotal moment for me that then really changed this trajectory of like, okay, I actually want to give my life mm. like fully to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think especially growing up in Minnesota, this is different than what we see in Texas. Like in Texas, there's, it's so culturally Christian. So like mm-hmm. people, it's just, you just have a lot of people that like say they follow God and say they believe in God, but do not walk with him. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh, wait a minute. What? To- yeah, totally. It's just there. It's so interesting. They're like their faith or the faith that they say that they have just does not match up with the way they live. And in Minnesota, I feel like at least my experience in a public school was much different where people like very unashamedly didn't, didn't follow God. Like it was just like mm-hmm. kind of hot or cold. Like yeah. if, if you, if you're in, you're in and you're like both feet in, you love God. If you don't, if you don't want anything to do with him, you don't want anything to do with him. And so I just saw this need for my friends to, to come to know Jesus. And there was, I think just this like simple, like reality of, okay, when I'm like walking through my public school hallways, like every set of eyes that I'm going to look at lies someone that either knows God or they don't. Mm. And that's, that's just it. There's just two distinctions to make between people. Like they either know him or not and are going to spend eternity with him in heaven or eternity without him in hell. And, um, it just lit this like fire in my bones. Like Jeremiah 20, uh, I think it's in verse nine. It just, it says like, if I say, I will not mention him or speak anymore in his name, there is in my heart. Um, a fire shut up in my bones that I am weary mm-hmm. with holding it in and I cannot. And that's just how I felt. Like it was like God's word and the power and truth of the gospel felt like this fire in my bones that I couldn't, I couldn't contain. And mm-hmm. so just started to like really just follow Jesus and help my friends know him and walk alongside them. And, um, and yeah, then through different things, like me and my friends just decided we were going to like put on this like event. Um, we were, I think we were sophomores in high school. We decided we we're going to put on this event and like share our testimonies. And I ended up preaching the gospel that night. I like had never, Never spoken on a stage before, but we were like, "Who's going to give the gospel message?" And it was, it was kind of this like, "I guess I will." Yeah, like it was, yeah. I had never done something like that before, and um, yeah, we had there was like that that night there was like twelve hundred high schoolers that gathered in Burnsville at the Ames Center, and yep, yep. Uh, and I shared the gospel, and we watched just hundreds of people give their lives to the Lord that night, and it was kind of from that moment on that I just knew like, okay, this is the thing I want to give my life to. Like I just want to help people follow Jesus and I want to teach his word. And so there was, you know, God being God, like there was just some, some people of some different ministries that were like there that night that had heard mm-hmm. me speak. And as God does, the door yeah. just kind of to that opened and, yeah. and he just, he's built it and sustained it. And, um, yeah. So I just think of two things from that. The first one is like what Bianca talked about last night of you want to do something, then start doing it. And I think Annie even talked about it in her sessions. It's like people were asking her questions. And one of the questions was like, I want to public speak or I want to do X, Y, and Z. Like, how do I do it? And she's like, start doing it. <laughs> totally. You know, it doesn't have to be the totally. perfect way that you think it's going to be. And you're in our minds. Oh, man, I've dealt with this so much. It's like I wrap it up to be like, OK, this is how I want to execute it. This is the yeah, for sure. But it's like then you just get in the spiral. It's totally. like just do it. And the Lord is going to equip 
equip you yeah. to do exactly what you're supposed to do and start opening those doors. And who are the people in your core and in your center totally. that you can be ministering to now? And just, I mean, and as I'm hearing you, see, you speak, the second thing is just like, I just am so tired of people counting out generations below them. Hmm. And it just frustrates me when I hear things from maybe women who are older to be like, oh, she's so young. You know, totally. I can't learn from her. What totally. am I like? This just, I'm being so honest and transparent. It drives me <laughs> no, crazy totally. when I hear it. Because look at the Bible. Yeah. Like, look at the people that God chose to use. Oh, for sure. Some of them were like children. It yeah, felt like. totally. They were so young. Mary, a teenager. Oh, absolutely. Like, how old was David when he was first anointed? Oh, totally. You know, it's I, like, yeah, I was teaching I was at, wow. uh, Josiah earlier. And, like, he became king at like eight years old. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> what? Like, how is that I, even possible? But yeah, yeah. the disciples. Like they were young and, um, you know, even like Jeremiah, I feel like God, you know, at the beginning, like while he's even being formed in the womb, God's like, I set you apart. Like mm -hmm. I, I've called you to, I've appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. Right. And so yeah, God, God's hand is all over it. And that's where it's like, we just, we can't disqualify mm -hmm. the young because ultimately it's, it's only what God like wants to do in and through them. Right. And I feel like that's always been just in ministry any moment. You know, we were talking about this earlier, but it could be so easy to want to rest in our own strength or to try to be eloquent or try to muster up some type of gifting or talent. And mm. ultimately, it's like the spirit, if the spirit wants to work, he's going to do it. Yep. And yep. and I think of Moses in Exodus where like I think it's in chapter three or four where he's just like, I like I've got nothing like I, I, can't, like, speak. I can't speak. <laughs> and God's just like, is it not I who made man's mouth? Like yeah. I will speak through you you and I just yeah I feel like God has just always brought me back to that place of like it doesn't matter your age or if you've got eloquent words like just preach me and yeah. Christ and him crucified and I I can bring about transformation because I'm God right. you know because I think there's absolute value in wisdom absolutely in generations and there's wisdom in age but I just think that the Lord looks for an obedient heart. Mm, yeah. That is who he is seeking. And if he sees someone that is 15 years old who is like, I love Jesus. I want other people to love Jesus yeah. too. He's not going to be like, mm, well, you need to grow a little bit more. Totally. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And and just to cling on to them. And so I just... I. What is your heart for this generation? Mm. I know it's your generation, yeah. but like, where is this deep passion mm. within you? What do you see in them that maybe people who aren't actively surrounded yeah. by that generation and only hear the negative things that society says about totally. millennials and Jay-Z's? What do you see? Where does this passion come from? Yeah, that's good. I mean... Honestly, like all the like negative things that are said about my generation, like I feel like I'm like, it's I, like me too. I yeah, feel I'm well. like, yeah, like there's a lot of validity to it, you know, um, you know, we're, we are seeing a generation that for the most part, like is, is walking away from the church that doesn't want anything to do with truth. That is, you know, just kind of doing whatever they want to do, like living by their feelings. And I always tell people like, my faith is not, it's not in generation Z. It's not, mm -hmm. I've got, I've got zero faith in this next generation. Like what my faith is in is, is in Jesus. And it's, it's in the fact that what God has always done throughout every generation is he has always been faithful to raise up a remnant um, mm -hmm. that is hungry for him and that wants him. And so I just, I just believe that God's going to keep doing that, mm -hmm. um, that he is going to continue to, to find some people, um, 
faithful that he's going to find them and, and and find people that that want to give their hearts fully to the Lord. And so that's what excites me is is I am seeing like God raise up uh, young people that do want him and they're not the majority. Um, you know, it's it's not it's yeah, it's not the the cool thing necessarily. Uh, but there there is a, a small group of the, of people in the next generation that actually want God. And so I think what I like most simply I'm fighting for as I'm, you know, doing college ministry in the season and get to walk alongside college students is, is we, you know, we use language often um, in our college ministry of wanting to disciple and deploy the next generation of fully devoted Jesus followers. And um, I, there's kind of two parts to that of like, we need to disciple the next generation. Like we need to help them know God and know his word and walk with him. We also need to d- deploy them, you know, that God has given each one of us unique mm-hmm. gifts and uh, different, yeah, different gifts to contribute to the body. And so we need to deploy the next generation to use their gifts for the furthering of the the kingdom. And, and what I want to see in all of that is that the, the young people that we are discipling and deploying, that they would be fully devoted Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's, that's what discourages me most just of what we're seeing in, in just kind of the cultural Christianity world I'm living in Waco right now is just, it, there's just a lack of full devotion. It's like, I'm going to get drunk on Saturday and show up to church on Sunday and just a, uh, a compromise, like a willingness to, um, almost just try to follow God and follow this world yeah, and yeah. like try to do both. And, um, I think of in I think it's in first Kings 18 where, um, where Elijah is like, Hey, like essentially like serve Baal or serve God, like stop limping between two opinions like you've got to choose and um and that's what i want to see happen is like i want to see a generation that would choose to be fully devoted to god with all their heart with all their soul um with all their might um and so yeah i think that's the way that we can continue to love the next generation is just helping them you know submit their lives completely to god Have you heard of the BTG Leadership Conference? Bridging the Gap believes every woman is a potential leader, and we have designed this conference to invest in your leadership development. Whether you are an experienced marketplace, ministry, or community leader who is wanting to continue to grow, or you would like to begin developing skills and networks as a future leader, this almost 24-hour event is for you. Mark your calendar for February 9th and 10th, 2024 at Lake Geneva Christian Center in Alexandria, Minnesota. We'll have main sessions with speaker, pastor, and writer Portia Allen, multiple workshops, story time with Pamela Steinley, networking opportunities, exhibitors, and fun, all to encourage your leadership potential. In addition to our regular cozy up north activities, we're adding a horse-drawn wagon shuttle to the bridge shop. We'll also have the breakfast buzz, bingo, and you can get your headshot updated by a photographer. It's going to be a power-packed, fabulous event that you and your team won't want to miss. This year, you can also extend your stay by adding Thursday and or Saturday night lodging onto your ticket. This opportunity allows for more time for reflection and strategizing with your team or simply for extra rest. Register individually or as a group at mnbtg.org slash leadership. That's mnbtg.org slash leadership. We'll see you there. And if 
if you're somebody that feels a lack in this area of helping and, and serving is really yeah. what it is, is I would encourage you to be a mentor like yeah, just good. in your church, like try to find young adults, people in the generations below you that you can just like love totally. and have them come over to your house on Sundays yes. for dinner and just to talk and to speak into their life. And because you don't know the impact you're making on them and Absolutely. their challenges, like they're, they go, <laughs> I thought I had it rough in high school yeah. and now I just see more and more of what's going on. Oh my on gosh. Like, I can't even imagine. And just the hurt and the brokenness that is, is happening. And so I just feel this, this pull that we need to be a multi-generational yes, church. It absolutely. needs to be getting out of our comfort zone and speaking into those that are different than us, that have just a different way of doing yes. things in, in so many ways. But I love what you talked about on really just finding this radical sense inside of you hmm. and and figuring out like am I going to serve Jesus or yeah, serve the world totally because, you know to be fully authentic it's something that I wrestled with for a long time of just like you know how much easier it would be to not be a Christian totally you know how much easier it would be to like when I want to forget the day it's been rough just go have some wine for forget sure. about it not have conviction not have this certain way of doing things but I'm like what a emptiness yeah and what this what is a lack of joy yeah and this peace and this love and this acceptance and, and value within yeah. us and it's just different when you mm. have Jesus yeah and I think that's what people who are radically loving God have seen but one of your taglines on your website that I saw over and over again was commissioning people to walk in radical faith yeah and I would just love to hear you share a little bit about that yeah I love that I mean I think it uh, simply is like again just this conversation conversation of full devotion. Like I, as a passage I come back to often is Romans 12, one and two, um, where, you know, Paul just says, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God mm-hmm. as your true and proper worship. And then he says, and do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is good, pleasing and perfect will. And, um, I, I just, I think what God wants from us, like when I think of radical faith, you know, just like wanting to commission and help fight for people to live that that really it's this, um, it's, it's presenting our whole lives, our whole bodies to God as a living sacrifice and waking up every single morning and, and just committing to this. Like, I'm going to, um, I'm going to die to myself. I'm going to be emptied of everything that's of me. And God, like, would you fill me uh, with your spirit? Would you fill me with joy and peace and love? Would you clothe me with humility? Would you clothe me with the things of you? Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's the power I want to walk out of, out, out in. And I just think, um, yeah, like they're in our culture. I think there's such a, like a desire to serve ourselves and to be like self-seeking and promote ourselves and love ourselves. And, and that's just like the way of, of Jesus followers is actually like denying ourselves and, and walking in obedience to God and actually being filled with him, like not let like less of me, more of him. I think that's what, um, like radical faith looks like is just this full submission to God. And it's, it's out of that, like loving him completely, wanting to know him completely that then we are compelled to walk in his ways and help others follow him. And so like acts twenty twenty four 
is a verse that I just like try to keep in front of my mind often uh, where, where Paul again, just, he says, I consider my life worth nothing. Mm. That my only aim is to finish the race and to complete the task, uh, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And again, there's just this like, my life is worth nothing, you know, do nothing for selfish ambition. Like it's like, I, I am not living for myself. Instead I am living for God. And as I live for God, um, that looks like seeking to finish the race and complete this task of, of testifying to the gospel and helping people know him. And, and God's going to be faithful. Like the, you know, when we receive the Holy spirit, you know, we come to know Jesus, we see, receive the Holy spirit. Acts one, eight tells us that, um, that, you know, when the, the spirit, Spirit comes upon us that there's there's power like you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses um, to to the ends of the earth you know and so um, like again radical faith it's like it's most simply knowing God being transformed by the gospel and then the indwelling power of his Holy Spirit that then commissions us to live empowered lives for him and it's it changes everything you know speak on what you talked about uh, just a little bit ago in that session and it blew my mind when (laughs) you You talked about our view of radical faith versus yeah, totally. Yeah, I didn't even want to give it away. I just wanted to say it. Totally. <laughs> oh so my gosh. Good. You're trying I've to been so, so I've good. been so like truly convicted of this lately because I, w- I was just sharing in the session. Like I think I look back on my time in high school and you know, people really thought we were like radical. Like that's the word that people mm-hmm. would use because we would, you know, I had this group of like 10 friends. We would meet every single week on Mondays. We would just read God's word together. And on Tuesdays we would meet and we would just pray and worship Wednesdays. We would like kind of s- scatter into our different schools and we would pray through our school hallways. Thursdays we would um, fast together during lunch and we would spend time praying. You know, I had a guy friends that would like stand on top of the lunch tables and like share the gospel. Uh, oh and then, gosh. you know, and then on Fridays, we had a group of friends that would go into the streets of Minneapolis and mm-hmm. evangelize. And we just kind of, and then of course, we were like at church on Sundays. We were just on this like constant rhythm of just pursuing God with one another. And we watched people come to know Jesus during that time. And I like look back on that time and I like think it was just, yeah, this like so radical and so crazy. And, and then I'm like reading the scriptures and we like, we read in Acts 2 how the, you know, the early church, they attended the temple together daily. Like they broke bed bread in their homes. They prayed, they sold their possessions. They shared everything in common. They performed signs and miracles. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. And I realized like, Oh, that way that we were living, like that's not radical. Like that's just normative. Like that is just, that's just how Christians live. And, but it seems so radical uh, because in American Christianity, like we've reduced our devotion to a a church service on Sundays and a, a, an occasional Bible study or um, praying before our meals or, you know, praying before we go to bed. And, and we view that as, as devotion. So then anything above that, we're like, that's radical. And it's like, no, 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 totally, totally. It's like, no, 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 no. Like what's normative in the life of the the believer is that the Holy spirit indwells their life and it changes every aspect of their life. Not just, it doesn't just change your Sunday routine. It changes everything about your life. And, um, and so, yeah, that, that's what the spirit does in us. And that's, that's what normative full devotion looks like. But just what a powerful reminder. I mean, I just felt so convicted when I was listening to that. Mm. And just this like, you know what? We get so wrapped up and, you know, like, oh, it just feels like I have to do this. Like, oh, I need to do my Bible study today. Totally. It's like, no, we are blessed. Totally. We are honored to do our Bible study. It's the time in the word. And it's just like, that is what they did all the time. Yes. I mean, the Chosen TV series. 
series. Oh, I it's really so good. Loved watching it because I am someone where like I love a narrative. Yeah, I love you know to go through that. And I've actually been going through this book, um, the whole Bible story, mm. everything that happened in plain English. Okay, and uh, this doctor wrote it, and it's phenomenal because sometimes it does feel hard, you yeah. know, especially the Old Testament. You're like, wait, what is happening? What's, like, going, what on? Is going on? Totally. And so it writes it out as a story, oh, and that's cool. just something that. And I encourage everyone listening too, if you're like that too, where it's sometimes hard to to if if it feels too choppy yeah. or something to to start there. Totally. Obviously, you need to be in the Word of God, yeah. but if you need to start there to just get a sense of the people involved and what's yeah, happening, I, I think that's totally fine. But I'm you know I'm watching the Chosen and I'm like they're just reading like the the totally. scrolls in the script from memory. Like totally. they're just like. Whatever, yeah. yeah. The Psalms. Let's talk about it. Like, yeah, totally. Abraham said it's this like they. And, I mean, wow. like, think you think of like Jewish boys that like would have like full books of the Bible memorized yes. by like a, a certain age, you know. And it's just, yeah. I I think we've just so we've so missed it. And and you're right. It's like you know, it's it's not this this thing. You know, spending time in the Word. It's not this thing that we do out of drudgery each day. It's like mm-hmm. no, we get to meet with God. Like we get to encounter Him through His Word and through prayer and and like every thing we do gets yeah. to gets to point to him and be about him and yeah. and that's it's not it's it's definitely not an exhausting way to live or a burdensome it's it's mm-hmm. the most beautiful and the most powerful and the most life-giving way to live is yeah. is just to constantly be in communion with god you know yeah. so i love that i'm super encouraged by you <laughs> oh, I, um, oh my gosh you're no so you're sweet. awesome i i just i really pray so deeply pray and not even just like I pray but it's like I deeply pray that the people sitting in there the women sitting mm. in there heard that and do not feel shame or condemnation yeah, totally. but feel how can I reset yeah how can I reset my mind how can I just figure out my new way of yeah, living absolutely and that's why I'm so passionate about thrive in this conference is I feel like after even though it's only been a year you come back and you're like wow I needed this refresh yeah and I, our lives are so heavy we get so weighed down by so many things and just to encounter God with 2,000 of our sisters in Christ totally. like, it's so reassuring and just even the theme and pursuit and I loved having you up on the panel last night and yeah. if you missed it it's because you weren't here and you have to come <laughs> next year to get these fun little surprises but um, what you said just about pursuing the word of God, would you just close out our time together and just talk about that again, you know, yeah. and, and what it looks like for you when you think about that word pursuit in relation to God and his word? Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, truly, like, I love pursuing God through his word because it it's just always been the primary way that I have encountered God. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, from a young age, like, I feel like the the Lord has just used his word as he does um, to reveal himself to us. And, you know, we see in second Timothy three sixteen that all scripture is God breathed. Like yeah. it has been breathed out by God himself. And so I think, um, I think we can be so like hungry to want to experience spiritual things, like mm-hmm. to want to yeah. encounter God, you know, and the world is confused and is, is seeking to experience spirituality through like horoscopes and, affirmations and I mean the things I see on like TikTok I'm like this is crazy like they but truly it's like there's this innate desire in mankind to experience God and yeah. obviously they're they're going about it in a way that's not leading them to Jesus um and, you know we hear this like phrase of like being um spiritual but not religious like I feel like that's like so this next generation totally yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. totally totally <laughs> and but you know for for us as believers like God has he has made himself 
like so easily like known to us. Like he, he has made it very easy to encounter him mm-hmm. and, and he's preserved his word for us. And so I was even talking to my husband about this idea of like pursuing the word and or pursuing God through the word. And Cooper was just saying like, imagine, imagine that like God woke you up in the middle of a dream or, you know, in the middle of your, of the night and just like very, you like heard the audible voice of God and he like told you whatever, uh, told you something like you would hold on to those words like crazy. Like yeah. if you, if you, God woke you up in the middle of, of, of your sleep and, and spoke to you, you would like write that down. You'd hang it up on your wall. You'd like tell everyone like God literally spoke to me. And you would treasure that. And it's yeah. like, guys, like God has spoken to us. Like mm-hmm. he, he has given us his word. And so we've got to treasure it. Like we've got to actually view it as the voice of God to us and, um, mm-hmm. and pursue encountering him and knowing him and loving him through his word. Yeah. Like it is just, it's the primary way that God's chosen to reveal himself to us. And so, uh, or one of the primary ways. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's just been like my favorite thing, like to yeah. experience God through his word. And it's just, it's always been like the way that I have seen his goodness and his holiness and been convicted of sin and, um, and seen his love towards me and, you know, the power of the gospel, like through what he's revealed in the scriptures. And so, yeah, he's, he's made it really easy in the way that he's pursued us. And now we like get, we get to take some simple steps Mm -hmm. in pursuing him Mm -hmm. through just spending time with him in his word, you know? So, yeah. So good. Well, I just am so grateful for you and thankful that you were able to share today. Yeah, it was such a gift to share with me here <laughs> in the podcast and to all of our listeners. So I love it. Thank you again so much yes. for being here. Thank you so much. Y'all are awesome. Good luck with that baby. <laughs> oh, thank you. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bridging the Gap podcast. We were honored to hear from Gabrielle McCullough on Radical Faith. You can learn about Gabrielle and find her resources at gabriellemccullough.com and by following Hello, It's Bree. That's Hello, It's B-R-I-E on social media. You can also find more about Bridging the Gap at mnbtg.org by downloading the Bridging the Gap app through your app store and by following mnbtg on social media. We also invite you to take a moment to rate and review this podcast to help others find this resource as well. Thank you for joining us today and we look forward to being with you next time on the Bridge in the Gap podcast.